Guys, we have a very special treat uh, in honor of our Christmas service. Uh, we're going to have Pastor Marcus and all of the associate campus pastors come out here, share a little bit about uh, different words that have a special Christmas meaning to them. So as they come, I want to introduce them. Can we stand and cheer for them? They put in so much work uh, providing support for our campus. And so we just want to welcome them as they come out. How you guys doing? Welcome, welcome. Feel free to have a seat. Before you have a seat, say hello to somebody. Wish them a Merry Christmas and feel free to sit down. Well, tonight we have a, a, a special opportunity. I know you guys see these faces floating around. Uh, you get a chance to get to know them a little bit more tonight. Introduce their family and... and uh, Hear a little special Christmas message, a little bit different. But how many of you guys here for the first time tonight? How many of you guys, this is your first time at the Rock Church? Lift up your hand. Lift your hand. Amen. Who else else? Awesome. Well, welcome, welcome. And for those of you guys that call this your home church, you get a chance to, uh, like I said, meet some of the associate campus pastors here on staff. So I'm just going to point to Pastor Darren real quick. Pastor Darren, he oversees our family ministries. Let's give it up for a warm welcome to Pastor Darren. Why don't you introduce us to your, to your family, Pastor Darren? Right. Um, on my far right, I have my college sweetheart, my wife, 24 years, Vicki. This is my oldest daughter, Diara. And my youngest daughter, Dijanae. And right here, no, he's not here, but I have a son also who is uh, 23. He's not here with us. And then... Right here on my lap is my 20-month-old granddaughter, Serenity. Say hi. <laughs> Darren, I like how Serenity, she was, she was clapping for each for each oh, yeah, member. Yeah, she know, we, we teaching her right. I can't believe, Darren and I have known each other for over 20 years. I can't believe you're a grandpa. You got to be one of the top, at least the top three good-looking grandpas west of the oh, Mississippi. Oh, man. For go, sure, Ren. for sure. Here we go, man. <laughs> Your wife said top two. That's good. She was, oh, one? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. She bumped yeah. you up. She, last week you were two. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pastor Esley. Esley oversees our microsites. So we can give a warm welcome to Pastor Esley. Tell us a little bit something about you, Esley. So, hi. <laughs> I don't have a family yet, um, but my mom is here somewhere and my sister is here too. So... Yeah, I don't have a family, but it's just me today. <laughs> you guys are my family. That's right. That's right. So Pastor Esley is single. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying she's single. And the night is still young. <laughs> uh, this is my family right here. This is my beautiful wife, Tracy. We've been married 18 years. My son, Diego, my daughter, Macy, my daughter, Kayla, my son, Marco, and our baby twins back there. No, just kidding. Just kidding. So that's my family there. I have a big family, but I told you guys I got them at Costco, so we got a good deal at them. So Marco, behave, because they got a good return policy, son. So I'll keep you. I'll keep you. You got to keep him in check somehow. You got to keep him in check somehow. He's a little sick tonight. He's a little, he's a little sick, so... He's a little under weather. We have Pastor Tim right there. Pastor Tim, would you introduce us? Actually, he oversees our outreach in Rock Your City ministry, so he helped put together the Toys for Joy. Tell us a little bit about your family. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Marcus. This is my lovely wife, Jolie Beck, who just had a birthday yesterday. 
And this is our eight-month-old son, David James, who looks nothing like me. <laughs> we have over there overseeing Sunday ministries as in life class and altar call and follow-up and, and ushers and greeters hospitality. We have Pastor Nasir. Why don't you introduce us to your family? Let's give a warm welcome. Pastor Nasir. Hey, everybody. Uh, to, to my far right here is my high school sweetheart. I was so much more sweeter on her than she was on me. Shantae, she's of 20 years. That's my wife of 20 years. This is Taj. Uh, Taj doesn't look like me at all either. And then in the middle is Amani. She's a, a, a 20-year-old as well. And this is uh, Nasir the second. Nasir the second, who does not look much like me. He's more handsome. All right, more all handsome. right. Well, great. We're going to... We're going to talk a little bit tonight, just, just family style, about some, some elements of Christmas and we're in our message in the middle of our identity and, and who we are in Christ. And so we're going to talk about a, a couple words that jump out to us as, as, as family members and as children of the Lord about Christmas, and, but tie into it really in the big picture. Uh, what does that have to do with our lives as Christians, as children of God? And, and, and uh, we know Pastor Darren, one of the things I, I love about Pastor Darren, he's uh, really committed to to his family. He's going to share with us a little bit about that. He, he's, he's in the NFL. I had a lot of friends that would model their, uh, um, their leadership and their husbandry after Darren. And he's led a lot of people to focus on the nuclear family. And won't you share with us what jumps out of you about that word during, during this time, Pastor Darren? Well, uh, during this time, especially with family, I'll go right to the physical side. The physical side is food, Right, and whenever families get together, it's all about food, and Amen. I love and Preach I love it. food. Preach it. Right, um, so you know we really love that. That always brings our family together. That was something that was big with me, and even growing up, is we always wanted to have uh, dinner together because that's the time that you connect as a family. And so, since it's during the holidays, you know, us being you know part of God's family as well is you know it always brings people together. Another thing about it is that. Family is you accept everybody during the holidays, right? During Christmas. Like it doesn't matter that uncle, that aunt that you don't really want to invite over, but you invite them over anyway because it's Christmas and you want to have the, you know, you want to, you know, show the love. So those are probably the two things on the physical side that stand out to me. So speaking of, of family and food, I, I know you're, a, what's your favorite place to eat food with your family? Wouldn't you share with us? Yeah, um, that's easy. Uh, Oh, with the fa- oh Roscoe's oh, chicken and waffles. There we go, Roscoe's yes, chicken and yes, waffles. Yes, all and day. All who's day. here's been to Roscoe's chicken and waffles? All right, right at the service, we're all going. So yes, just join us. Yes, yes. They're open to twelve. Uh, and, and so we know family is big, important to you. How does that tie into them being a, a child of God? Uh, what does family mean to you beyond Christmas time? Um, you know, it's like family is you know when. You know, when you have, when you're dating and we, when we were all married, before we were married, like when we met our wives, we wasn't in love that day. Well, maybe you were, but, you know, it took time. It usually takes time to be in love with somebody from the first day. But what Christ is, hi. Give it a mic. But what Christ is, you know, the day, you know, he knows us before we was in our mother's womb and he loves us from that moment. And to me, when, I, when, when, I, when you know that is that no matter what you do, no matter what you've done in your life, he said, man, I love you. And I have a great plan for your life. So that's probably the, the connecting point of no matter where someone is, is that Christ loves them. And he has a great plan for their lives. And he loved you from the day you were born. It doesn't matter what your hair looks like. It doesn't matter if you won the ugly Christmas sweater contest. Like, he loves you, period. 
Yeah, and I, I, I love that, Pastor Darren, because as, a, as children of God, it's so nice to know that he's got that everlasting love for us. You know, and I love how the Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. You know, just like we're up here with our family members and, and my children and your children, there's nothing your children can do for you to remove your love from them. And if that's with a fallible love as a father, you know, that, what about the love we have of our God, our perfect God? You know, but a lot of times we think that if you're born, if you're human, if you're alive, you're a child of God. But, you know, God makes, the Bible makes a clear distinction that, that the, the only way to be his child and be into his family is to ex- accept his son. That's what this is all about, the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of salvation. And when we do that, he says now we're adopted into his family. At that point, we become children of God, just like Pastor Darren has his children right there with us. You want to share a verse with us? Yeah, I'd like to share a verse. It's in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 5. It says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure, right? So no matter what we may think about ourselves, you know, the, the um, inconsistencies or the flaws, God said, man, he, he made the decision to make us a part of his family. He adopted us. He paid the ultimate price for our lives, and he said, man, not only did I like to do it, but Every one of our pictures who accepted Christ, all of our pictures are on God's refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. Pastor Esley, what jumps out to you during this time? What word kind of comes to your mind that, that ties in with Christmas? The word for me is joy. Joy is everywhere. Every store has the word joy with lights. Um, there's actually a hotel if you drive through 8, the freeway 8, there's a hotel Have you seen it? They have like lights that spell the word joy. It's like everywhere. That word is thrown to us every Christmas. Um, So that's the word that I have. Um, And as I'm looking at the Bible and and the Old Testament and the New Testament, that's actually a word that they use to um, give us like an example. Christians should be joyful. Rejoice. Joyful. Be happy. Christians, be happy. And um, that's a word that it sometimes is really hard. Can I just share a little? Yeah, can absolutely. I ask a question? Is there any Christ, Is there any single woman here? Can you raise your hand? Okay, guys, look around. If you're single, look around. This is your time to go for it. Guys, you go for it. Girls, you wait. And I just want to speak to you ladies and men. That if you are single, that word joy is like, ugh, kill me now. Right? Um, cause I've been to several Christmas, uh, dinners where I'm the only one there, you know, there's no husband, there's no kids. Um, so the word joy, it's kind of hard, um, to just say, oh yeah, I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm the single one in the group. Um, but I don't know. I, can I keep sharing? I just want to tell you, the, the verse that I have for you is Philippians 4, 4. And I have, um, in the New Living Translation, is always be full of joy in the Lord. And I say again, rejoice. And in other translations, they say, rejoice. And I say again, rejoice. Rejoice. And, um, and if you are in the same boat as I, as I am, where I need to go to someone else's Christmas party with, uh, because, you know, I don't have a family on my own, or you live far away from, from home, or, um, 
I don't know, you, you're just a couple who do not have kids, so it's just a couple, you know. I want to tell you, rejoice. 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 Have joy in your life. And you're, you're probably thinking, well, that's easy. It's not. It's a, it's a daily fight. It's a daily fight. But here's the, the one thing I really want to, want to share with you is to um, have joy in the Lord. How? How? Let me share this secret with you. Stop making Christmas about you. Stop making your life about you. Stop making tomorrow about you. And make your life and make tomorrow and make Christmas about the one and the truly that deserves it all, who's Jesus. Amen, amen. Thank you. For us, uh, one thing that, one word that jumps out during, uh, during the Christmas time, it's uh, decorations. Um, my wife does a great job during Christmas time. Our, our house transforms into a winter wonderland with candles from all over the world, I think. And, um, and you just, China, my son said China. Yeah, most likely from China, Marco. <laughs> That's true. But I love when we come into our house and it smells great. And it looks great. And when I, when I say decorations, just think of the atmosphere. And, the, and we get our tree as a family every year. And we have a tradition of decorating the tree. Well, I have a tradition of sitting on the couch as the kids decorate the tree. Can I hear amen? Any guys here? I, yeah, yeah. I see. Oh, just me? That's okay. you got to be a trailblazer. But as we do that, our house comes to life. And it's just we love having friends over. We love having family over to serve them. And as they walk into the home, the home is transformed and it just looks and it feels great. And that's something that you've brought to our family, honey, that I love. Because if I wasn't married. I saw what it looked like when you weren't married. <laughs> what did it look like before, before I got, we got married? There was two men living in your room on the floor and your bed was never made and there was clothes everywhere. That's I wasn't homeless. Like. I wasn't homeless, guys. <laughs> no. Yeah, and so you, I got rid of those guys, got a two-for-one deal, got you. Got a five-package. Yeah, and, and so our, our house looks and feels great. But during this time, in about a month or two from now, that tree is going to die. And in a couple of weeks, you're going to see the, the streets lined with dead fir trees, brown now. Lined up on the streets, people looking to get rid of them. I'm going to have to go back in the attic and all those boxes that are marked Christmas on it. Go right back to the attic. And all those decorations are going to be gone. And one of the things I love about Christ is that he's called us to decorate our lives differently. To, to live our lives in a way, just like when people come to our home, we want them to feel comfortable warm and encouraged and compelled to be there. Well, he's asked us to live our lives that way by, by adorning ourselves with the fruits of the spirit. And the good thing is that these things should never fade away. These things, unlike the Christmas presents, unlike the Christmas decorations that, you know what, are going to come down in a couple weeks and will never leave us. And I love this verse in Galatians 5, 22, 23, it says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Everybody say love. Every say joy. joy. Every say peace. peace. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So unlike our house right now, which is beautiful, but you know, at some point the dishes are going to pile up. At some point it's going to get messy and that environment's going to change. But with these fruits of the spirit are in a way that they won't have a temporary effect as they can have an eternal effect on ourselves and on our people around us. What about you, you, Pastor Tim? What, what word kind of comes to mind during this time? Well, you know, as I was thinking back uh, of the past Christmases I had growing up, um, a lot of them weren't very good. Sometimes we struggled in, in, to have presents or a tree and even sometimes food. But one of the things that I do remember that brings me joy is remembering some of the Christmas songs that we used to sing. Our family, I could remember in Chicago when it was very snowy, uh, we were in a van and we would drive through the neighborhoods with a, lots of lights and we would sing these Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers and Frosty the Snowman and it was a time for our family to really come together and celebrate Christmas that way. So we know Jolie Beck, speaking of, of music and worship, I know worship's a, a word that anchors for you guys during the Christmas season and beyond. She helps out uh, with our worship here in Point Loma. So uh, well, let me hear at least what's one of your favorite Christmas songs and Jolie Beck, do you have any uh, uh, Latino, Spanish Christmas songs maybe that, that you grew up listening to? What, what kind of music did you grow up listening to during Christmas? Well, I'm from family of pastors and musicians, so we have our own Christmas music. And, and you, were you born in were you born in Puerto Rico? Yes, born and raised. All right, there. so we have a Puerto Rico. Yes. So you you had a lot of <laughs> a lot of life growing up, huh? Yes, uh, we have our uh, our style of parranda, which is a Christmas caroling, but it's another level band. And yeah, yeah. we wake up people at two a.m. with you know speakers, and they have to feed us. And forty people, my, at least my family, we have a full band singing <laughs> songs and. That's awesome. That's <laughs> great. And we know God has gifted you leading worship and writing music. And you recently wrote a Christmas song. Is that correct? Yes, we wrote a song together. All right. And one of the things that God blessed me with was a woman in my life who loves to sing and lead worship. And it's one of my love languages to God. And that's how we express our, our worship to God through song. And so one of the opportunities that I got to do is as she comes up with these incredible medleys, I get to write songs with her, um, more, more than likely because my English is a little better than hers and I can help her out with some words, uh, but it's always a fun time uh, when we write songs together. And, and uh, I'm, I'm going to sing a song here for you guys. Let me go. I'm just kidding. My wife is going to sing. A, uh, I was like, oh, Lord, let's pray real quick. If we can first pray, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you fall upon Tim and no, his uh, voice. I'm definitely not a singer, but my wife is. So Jolie Beck's going to sing a little yeah, something for a, us. Just a little verse. Okay, quick, quick. and this is and an we, original song, correct? We wrote it together. All right, great. Yes. Um, <laughs> a piece of heaven is born. The morning star is shining. The cries from earth are silenced with God's birthed love. The Son of Grace is dancing above all who believed. The light of truth has made a way eternally. Emmanuel, God with us, the Savior is yeah. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. It, I think it would have sounded a lot different if Tim would have sang it. You know, I want to read a scripture out of First Chronicles in 16 verses. Verse 23 says, Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. And you know, as I continue on in my life of ministry, sometimes there's ups and downs. But when I proclaim God's goodness, uh, even if I just make a joyful noise uh, from my heart of hearts, God receives that worship, not just from me, but from all of us. Amen. Amen. We have Pastor Nasir and his family there. Pastor Nasir, won't you, uh, what word kind of jumps out to you during, during this time? Well, you know, the only thing tougher than coming after the Nieslers or the Nieslers is coming before them. Uh, I tell you, um, that was great. I will not be singing tonight, Jolie Beck, so we can come to, we can, but the word I have is giving. Um, that's what has shaped my identity about this time of the year. I remember um, I had one of those old school grandmas. Anybody else had a, any like an old school grandma? Like, um, and it didn't make a difference. Kind of like what Pastor Darren was saying. It didn't make a difference what your background was. My grandmother would stockpile Christmas gifts on, on uh, during the season. I mean, she would literally have about forty to fifty extra gifts on top of the family gifts because when. Folks would visit and they would have kids or a, another child would be with them. If that one grandchild was getting a gift, everyone was getting a gift. And that's one thing I remembered about my grandmother that if you came into that house, you were going to be blessed with something. I mean, it might have been a random candle or T-shirt, it was something from the dollar store, but you were going to walk away knowing that she loved you. And that's one thing that's really shaped my identity around Christmas is the word given. So, so, and we know that, that that's a great word for, for this season. You know, uh, gifts means different. Now, growing up, I got the receive gifts. Mm-hmm. As a father of four, I go to Costco, <laughs> right? And I let the kids buy me gifts with my money. You know how that that's is, right? right. I know exactly kids, how Kids, give me is. something good. Give me something. I deserve it. You, you know, uh, my love language, I literally have a zero when it comes to gifts as a, as one of my love languages. But I tell you, even with that, that zero, I still feel like I'm a giver because during this time of the year, I want to focus less on just the, 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 the pretty presents and the, and the, the, I guess the, the bells and whistles of Christmas and really more on what it, what it should be all about. You know, we have a double blessing for Christmas because Nasir is a Christmas baby. He was born, uh, in 2000 on Christmas. Uh, the doctor said, do you want a Christmas Eve baby or do you want a Christmas baby? Uh, so I, I looked at him. I said, she can hang in there for a couple of extra minutes for labor. She, she's a, she can handle it. So, uh, we decided the Christmas story would be, uh, would be better, but, this time of the year really is a blessing to our family because I remember when Amani was maybe three and I mean, they, they were just little kids and I think about Toys for Joy and if you, if you've been to Toys for Joy, you know some of those families, the only gift they're going to get is what they get from us, whether it be food, whether it be a bike or some toy that they, they will sit in line at 2 a.m. to wait for that gift. But I remember when our kids were very young. And a family, you know, I, I'm a, I was a startup business and I didn't have any money. And I remember just feeling sorry for myself and how are we going to make it through Christmas? And I, oftentimes when I'm at Toys for Joy, I think about the other side of the line. 
Because most of us won't ever be on the other side of the line that come to the Rock Church, but you never know when you are going to be. And I remember them being, Amani being three years old, and I remember this family who knew we were struggling, and they never mentioned it, but they just showed up on Thanksgiving with all the food that we could ever imagine. And they showed up on Christmas with all of the gifts that these kids uh, could, could ever imagine. And I, I looked at my wife and I said, you know, when we get on the other side of this line, we're going to be a blessing to someone else. And for the next 10 years or 12 years, I remember every Thanksgiving, we would prepare turkey boxes, at least 50 for families in our neighborhoods. And we would give them the uh, uh, patients who uh, were going through cancer because we just want to be remembered and want to be uh, reminded that you never know what side of the line you're going to be and that the ultimate gift during this time of the season is giving to other people because Christ did it for us. And that's really the point of this season is that every time that you give a gift, it has some string attached and we got the ultimate gift. I want to share this scripture real quick with you out of uh, second Corinthians nine. And this is out of the, uh, the voice. It says, but I say this to encourage you, uh, encourage your generosity. The one who plants the harvest little, the one who plants the harvest plenty, Giving grows out of the out of the heart. Otherwise, otherwise you're reluctantly grumbling. God wants us to be a cheerful giver, and I know for many of you here who give and support this church and support this ministry, I just want you to know that out of that giving, we are able to bless so many people, and I'm so thankful to be able to call the Rock Church home, and that we are known as a church of givers. Yeah. And, and, uh, and be reminded of this season of giving. Amen. It, it's such a blessing to be uh, a part of this generous, faithful church. And, and, and you know, we can't, we can't think of Christmas without gifts. You know, whether you're at my stage now wondering what, what you're, what you're going to buy for your kids or whether you're a young kid right here wondering what's under the tree for you. And, and that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, as Christians, we love and we celebrate Christmas. And I love that. But here's the interesting thing. If you read through the Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there's two mentions of Jesus' birth in those four books. Yet, if you take a look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, about 70% of it is written about his last two, three weeks of his life. So look at the, 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 the contrast between Jesus' birth in one chapter and two books. It mentions it. And then think about the rest of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It talks about the rest of Jesus' life. So before we leave, I want to close up here in a minute. I don't want anybody to leave without a chance to really understand the real gift and the real reason Jesus came. You know, it's very easy for us to celebrate Christmas, the the songs, the food, all these things that go along with it. But that baby Jesus grew up to be a man. And that baby Jesus grew up to be a guy that changed the world. And what he wanted to do simply was give us an ultimate gift, guys. And that ultimate gift was very simple. Was basically saying, hey, look, I've got something for you that will last forever. As opposed to these gifts that we're going to give and we're going to receive. But you know what? Next year, who knows where that gift's going to be. Kids, next year, whatever gift you get, I don't know if you know where it's going to be. Two years from now, you probably guaranteed you don't know. Three years is probably gone. Can I hear amen? Amen. 
And no matter how good of a gift you're going to give as well, you know what? It fades away. It's all temporary. But God gives us a gift that's everlasting, you guys. And that is the gift of love, forgiveness, and salvation. And it's very simple. All we need to do is to receive the free gift that he gives us through his son, Jesus. As he grew up to be a man and lived a sinless life and resurrected on the third day, he took the place of us. So when I stand before God and I have to account for him how I lived my life and my shortcomings, I can either pay for it with there with my life in eternity or I can simply receive the free gift of salvation. Said, you know what, you know what Lord, I know I messed up. I know I fell short. I know that I missed the mark, but because I received the free gift, the blessed gift of the forgiveness of my sins through your son, Jesus Christ, now I can enter in eternity into your presence. Can I hear amen? amen. So before we close up, we're going to close up here in a couple minutes. Just going to bow your heads, close your eyes. And just right now, if tonight you want to make sure that you leave with that free gift of salvation, which is forgiveness, during the season, don't let it pass you by. Just simply in your heart, these words, you don't have to pray it out loud in your heart. Say, dear God, I want that gift. I want that gift of forgiveness. I want that gift of a new life. I want that gift to become your child. Please forgive me of my sin. Please make me new. I want to live for you. Change me this Christmas season and make me yours. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you prayed that prayer tonight, just on a count of three, slip up your hand and we just want to acknowledge you. That's all we're going to do. On a count of three, slip up your hand and just let us know. We want to encourage you. One, two, three, slip up your hand if you prayed that prayer tonight. Amen. Keep them up high. Amen. Amen. Keep them up high. Keep them up high. Keep them up high. Keep them up high. Amen. Amen. You can slip them down. You can slip them down. Lord, I pray for all those hands that went up, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, they would never forget, Lord, receiving that free gift of your love. Amen. Well, we're going to close up here with an activity and sing a song. In your bulletin, guys, in your bulletin, there are some note cards. And as tonight, as we shared words that, that, that encourage each other and encourage ourselves during this time, and I ask that you don't leave just yet because we have something to conclude with here in two minutes. I ask that you just take a minute right now and fill out a card of encouragement to somebody. Because this is a gift that you can give somebody this season. Maybe it's somebody next to you. Maybe it's somebody at home. Maybe it's somebody you haven't seen in a while that you need to call up. Well, we're just going to give you about a minute here just to think and pray and take that card and, and, and put the name of somebody and just a note of encouragement that you can give them. And maybe it's your mom. Children, maybe you're here with mom. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your father or mother you need to get into contact with. But just want to take one minute and just write a gift of encouragement to somebody that you're going to make sure you share that with them tonight. Take a minute and do that, please.
as you're finishing up your card, be sure you take a moment, you guys, tonight to encourage that someone. Like I said, maybe it's your wife, your kid, a friend, a spouse, a family member, but give the gift of encouragement tonight to somebody and fill their hearts. Uh, we're going to have Kayla and Macy lead us in a Christmas curl uh, before we close up. So just encourage you guys to stand up with us and join us. look at my girls, I say, thank God I married my wife. <laughs> you guys, Merry Christmas. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We have four services as usual. Have a Merry Christmas and God bless you guys. We love you.